Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Welcome. It's Friday at 5 and this is Sober Sisters Talk. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell and I'm here with CJ. And today, friends, Sober Sisters, we're going to talk about intuition. And what intuition has to do, you know, I was just mentioning to um, CJ and to our guest here, which I'll, who I'll introduce in a second, that I have used that claim that, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to act out, or this guy, I love him, you know, this is, it's my intuition, it's so strong, the draw and the pull to him. And you know what, and then I can tell you right now, like looking back, that was bullshit. That was not my intuition. That was me acting out. That was a cry for help. And that is not what your intuition is. So um, today, uh, do you have anything to add to that, CJ, before I introduce our guest? No, (laughs) I don't. My intuition says to listen. To listen. Okay. Well, that was kind of, um, yeah, because I could talk and talk and talk and will. I love to fill up an empty void with my talking. But Jessica is here with us today. And Jessica has been a guest on the, on the podcast before as a speaker sharing her story. And she's, she has a ton of recovery. I met her, I don't even know, like what, nine, ten years ago? More? Probably longer than that. More. Yeah. She, I saw her when she first came into program, and girl, <laughs> she had some work to do. But the thing I love about Jessica is that she's done the work, and I've got to, like, you know, just sit right there and watch, you know, front and center through the whole thing. And um, it's very intriguing. And I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the background, she's whining. Um, so, but today, a couple of weeks ago, she shared a story with me. And I was like, wow, you really, you followed your intuition and it reaped this benefit. So I'm going to ask her to share that story. And then we're going to have a little discussion about intuition and what it means and on and on. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Elizabeth. And thank you for having me. I'm going to, thank you. I'm going to pull up um, because I want to read directly what I sent to Elizabeth and um because uh, it's pretty powerful um and so very out of my norm i sent uh, the following message to an old friend of mine that i probably had not seen in well i haven't seen in tw- over 20 years and i sent it to this her on february 14th uh, valentine's day and i said hey I'm doing some reflection on life and friendship, and I just wanted you to know that I love you always. Your friendship meaningfully impacted my life, 
And for you, and for that, I will always be grateful. And then about mm, three weeks, a month later, she sent me the following message. And it said, I've been meaning to tell you that you saved my life when you sent that message. And I'm not being dramatic. I had it all planned and I was done. I had, I haven't quite known how to say all this. I'm just, I'm, I'm just so many thoughts running through my head. I woke up in the morning. Um, that morning you sent that. I was going to shoot myself with a shotgun, and you, 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 you had sent that message. I had been planning it for weeks. Thank you. Um, it's, it's emotional even to just read it. I've read it a few times, and I've shared it with a few people, um, but it's a very emotional, um, just brings up a lot of emotions. So. I have chills. I have chills. <laughs> so the, the, the question that comes up for me is, um, you know, and I, it, I hope you don't mind that I share this. I know Jessica really well, and she's been struggling with some really close relationships. There's a, a, a group that kind of broke up and then, you know, I know, and then the pandemic hit, so they couldn't see each other. And so, and, and we, you know, we work together frequently. And um, I know that in, in the age and in the space where she was, that she needs close relationships, but that probably some of the ones that she had were not working for her. And we talked about, not, I mean, we didn't talk about this specific person and like, well, I think you should send this. You know, I never said anything like that or even suggested it. So mm -hmm. I'd like to know, like, what prompted you to send that particular message? I had the same question. You said you hadn't seen the person in about 20 years. Um, what was the mm -hmm. nature of your friendship? And then at, do you, can you remember, like, why she came to mind or when she came to mind? And from that point... How long it took you to send that message yeah both of those are very good questions so first i will say i am not this is when i say this is out of my norm this is very out of my norm i am a very um intellectual not emotional person anyone that knows me like that is um i do not have had a, have a hard time getting in touch with my feelings i am not a touchy-feely type person i don't usually um, it's just very out of my norm. I'm not a hugger. I'm not, that's not me at all. So this is very out of my norm. Okay. So what led to it was, um, I, um, it's kind of also a sad story, but, um, the, a good friend of mine, her husband was very sick. Um, and he had cancer and he progressed very, very rapidly and he passed away. Um, I think at this point he had not passed away, but he was very close to dying at this point. And um, with him being sick, it really um, made me think a lot about life and to like not have any regrets and really say what I wanted to say to people that I hadn't said it to. Um, and um, I just didn't, and I, I did. I, I reached out to a few people, um, but this person in particular, I'm not sure the answer to the second question about um, my friendship with her and what that was like and what um, uh, kind of why I thought about her. I'm not really sure. I do know 
she posts a lot on Facebook and you can obviously tell through her posts she struggles, right? I mean, there's constantly posts about her. Um, this was a, a previous we re- recovery friend. We had gotten sober together in another, tw- in um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, she's been, she hasn't been in recovery in many, many, many years. And, but so she struggles now. So I've seen those posts. So I'm sure there was something in there that led me to leap to do this, but there wasn't anything that particular day that I had seen. I hadn't seen anything that she had written that said, Oh, I should reach out to her because she may be paid. I, nothing like that, but there had been that I see her post. So something in, in that, I guess, led me to, to reach out to her. Um, I, um, but I had not been close to her for many, many years. When I say 20 years, it's been a good 20 years. So, has this changed you in any way, uh, you know, say like, cause you said like, you know, I think that, I think that there are deaths or life situations that happen that we, that changes profoundly. Um, you know, I've had a few of those and can see like, I don't ever want to, you know, and just have these like life changing visions and, it's a spiritual thing. It's not necessarily intuition, but it's definitely not tangible and something spiritual. And I wonder, has it changed how you behave moving forward and in what ways? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think so. I think it's a combination of intuition and just um, that connection and just um, because I tend to sense, I think we all censor ourselves a lot and I censor myself a lot. And I feel like that I don't want to censor myself any, anymore or at least be more conscious of it and, um, and, and um, try not to, you know, I mean, I think it's human nature um, to, to not want to trust that part of us. And, and so I'm really, I'm really trying not to do that. And if I do, and if I do kind of, uh, tried to learn from that censoring myself I want to talk about what you mentioned about your intellectual leanings because I'm the same way and what I'm thinking about is intuition is not about the feeling meaning an emotion or an intense urgency Like, oh, I know something's going to happen to this person, so I have to reach out. And at the same time, I could see my mind thinking that, you know, you you thought about her. It's not really important. Like, again, this is not your style (laughs) to just reach out and, and let somebody know out of the blue. Um, and so I think this does fall under what we might call our gut or I had a physical sensation that it was the right thing to do. Not a, not a, um, addictive urge to do it. Um, and then because it is outside of the mind and it's outside of, um, addiction and it's outside of emotion, to me that does make it spiritual and intuitive. 
because I can rule out these other parts of me that might have told me. In fact, if I went with my mind, my mind would talk me out of it. So I think this is a, to me, this is a really good demonstration. It's a good example of, of what intuition is. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. So, yeah, um, you know, I think in recovery, it, you know, we, so, you know, through my addiction, I got sober um, very young and then struggled with other addictions and in multiple uh, in recovery. And through the, you know, you know, we're taught like we can't trust ourselves a little bit. And there is some truth to that. That's the addictive nature. Like I cannot, you know, on my own, um, you know, my own best thinking got me to where I needed recovery, right? There's a lot of that that's like, um, uh, you know, not trusting ourselves and relying on like others. And I think the intuition that you're talking about as opposed to the addiction is more, it's not just acting on impulse, it's trusting that, you know, I've um, I've done what I needed to do that I've like I'm in a healthy spot and in a clean sp- spot in my life that I can um, it's okay to trust my, myself um, in a way that I'm not used to and, and by doing something like what I did not fear of like oh they're gonna think I'm so weird like who cares what they think you know because um, that's what's, what goes to my head a lot and that was what I didn't go through my head, but afterwards I was like, it's kind of, it was kind of an odd thing to do, but oh well, she didn't respond right away. And I was like, oh well, you know, whatever. What is she, who cares? Um, and so I think just allowing that and, and knowing even if I hadn't gotten a response, and that's the other thing, it was very nice that I received the response that I received, but we don't know times that we do things like that and we don't get the response, you know? Like it's still, it's still, um important to to do things like that and trust that so i think that's the best part of the whole story is that you did not do it for a response that you knew there was something wrong it was really just that sort of like spiritual thing like seeing that she posts on facebook she's not posting specifically i'm gonna commit suicide you know she's putting out vibes and you're reading them the other part of this, Jessica, that I love is the self-awareness that you have. You know, mm-hmm. I love that, you know, like I'm not a touchy-feely kind of person. I'm not real expressive with my emotions, telling my friends or my family that I love them and I want to hug them and I'm here for them. And yet that's exactly what you did, you know, by doing that. And also the point where you're talking about, I censor myself and I think it's, I think one of the, I was explaining to someone not in program last night that one of the things that we learned from doing stuff work is our own stuff, you know, going through a stupid, I mean, my step eight and nine, like having to write my, the amount of letters that I had to write and make amends for the amount of amends that I had to write in both of the programs. It was astronomical. And I had to say, yes, you know, I wasn't, I was dishonest with you and I did not tell you how I really feel. You know, I, I, I had unrealistic expectations expecting you to read my mind. You know, it's like, and it shows up. And so obviously I'm censoring myself, but it shows up in a different way for me. 
And, but I do love that part of it and knowing that like, as we go through this stuff and then we listen to other people, which is another huge aspect of this, of you listening, not just listening like with your ears, but reading her, you know, and knowing and knowing from other things and studying and being part of meetings and listening to meetings that this, this woman is struggling. And, you know, I just love all of that. Yeah, and I started to think too, um, you know, uh, you know, with the whole friendships that you mentioned at the beginning and struggles with that, I, you know, sometimes I li- would like to hear things like that. I don't always get it, and that's fine. But then I thought, well, I bet other people would like that, you know, to hear something nice um, that maybe is out of the door, but unusual, kind of out of the blue. But like, I, I don't know. I don't think. I think I would like something like that, but I think, but at the same time, I think it's so weird that I, that we would, somebody would do that and it shouldn't be, I, I don't, you know, like, I just don't think it should be, it should be not weird. <laughs> here's, nice. here's, okay. Here's a couple of questions. Um, and one is mm-hmm. sort of for between you and Elizabeth. So first of all, um, mm-hmm. once you found out you got the response back and you, now are fully aware of like where she was did any kind of i need to rescue this person oh my gosh she needs my help clearly i'm her angel or any of that (laughs) any of that sort of kick in and then the second thing what if this had been a guy maybe a previous romantic or sexual partner and you thought Hmm. Would you have told your sponsor, and what would your sponsor have advised you to do? Um. So no, I the the first first part of your question is I did not feel like that. Now, that being said, I did say, "Hey, um, uh, and I this I was a little hesitant. I wasn't sure. I thought about it. I did think about this a little bit more, and then I was again in the same spot, like, mm, whatever. I'm going to send it to her. And I sent her. Um, a thing about uh, the website, the FWS, the website of um, SLAA, and I sent her and said, this is something that's worked for me, thought you may use it, hope it's not weird, here you go, and um, I, my daughter's waving at me, um, I, and so I gave, I gave her that, and that was it, I mean, I just was like, and she did respond like about, um, that in particular, like, oh, thanks, I'm going to go to a meeting. <laughs> I should do that. Um, and I didn't offer anything. I just said, you know, this has helped me take a look. There's some questions on here. Um, and then I had, and then I've checked on her one other time. And um, and then we kind of corresponded back and forth. But that's it. I, I did not feel that that urge to, and, and that has to do with recovery. I mean, I've been in recovery a long time. Um you know, this, um, so I don't no longer, I I know I can't save people. So that's, that comes with time. And to your second part about, um, if it was a, uh, you know, previous romantic, um, no, I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I don't think I would send something like that with, especially not without, uh, no, I would never send anything again like that to her. Um, you know, and again, uh, yes, you would def- definitely, I would talk to my sponsor if I had that feeling, but I would not do that. So, personally, as I don't think that's a good idea. As soon as you asked that, I was like, she would never have do that. You know, she would oh, never oh. like that. Not like that. You know, mm-hmm. I know that. 
That's yeah. good though. I do think though that I like what you said about like people receiving nice messages, nice statements. You know, I um I sent a few Facebook messages and I'm not on Facebook very often. I open it every day, but I don't usually get on it. But there was a, a former Chronicle employee that passed away and I wanted to contact some, you know, people that didn't have that don't work there anymore from years ago that might want to go to his memorial. And it was very, I mean, the, the messages that I got back were really cool and just hope you're doing well. And, you know, it's like I used to see these people every day and laugh and play and work with them. And now I don't. And so I do think that it's important for us if you have that thought to act on it, not with a former romantic partner, but. Mm -hmm. We used to do when I was in my 20s. Um, I just thought of this myself and a few others. We would do these like um, random acts of kindness, but to people we know, and we'd write these little like really short little like good nice things about people and we'd go like and it was kind of one of those crazy because uh, we do it in the middle of the night and we'd run around and like drop them off on people's like cars or their house or their apartment and just like say something nice about so people we knew it wasn't completely random but it would be anonymous and they wouldn't know it was from us um just <laughs> something it nice to works. do it works just like um service work works or sponsoring yes. something or leading a meeting I mean, every time I have worked with somebody or led a meeting or performed some type of service work, I'm the one that hears what I need to hear. And okay. I think that's so true with random acts of kindness or just being, I sent a, a unexpected care package to, my son loves those Reese's peanut butter, the whatever holiday it is, and he lives in another state. And so I put, I I bought a little card and I just, I miss you, thought, I saw these, those things and I bought a little package, put them in the mail. And we were on the phone last night because it made my day. It just made my yeah. day to receive those. And Beautiful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I want them to know that I'm thinking about him and I want, you know, other people as well. So. And I think, you know, the, the, that, that's so important and developing that, like, that, I'm not that's intuition, but part of that intuition that, kind of develops is not through like impulsivity I think that was kind of brought up at the beginning it's like being thoughtful and but not impulsive <laughs> that could be difficult though um you gotta to, squelch to that 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 sensor that person that's in there going like this might be dumb you know yeah this is gonna come off as stupid you know you gotta yeah. squelch that person that voice agree I think it's mm -hmm. a appreciation is a habit that is cultivated and the more that we do it the more that we're going to do it and it's the the gift that gives and it is greatly lacking and I try I try not to um take offense when somebody gives me a compliment on something that's fleeting like my parents for example because I try really hard with my kids to find ways to appreciate and validate and acknowledge their character or their good behaviors 
And maybe, you know, I'm just putting a little bit too much constraint on it. Um, mm. So I think I can get more free with that. If I see someone and I like their haircut or I think their outfit looks good, why not? Why not tell them that? Why not? Mm-hmm. I just did this yesterday. I complimented a, a male at work and he did. He looked really good. He had the pants were, you know, they fit and he just had on a white shirt and gray slacks, but the, the belt and the shoes matched and everything fit like to a T. And I was sharing this, that I said something to someone else, um, this morning and she shared with me, oh yeah, you know, he's having all of that dental work done. I'm sure that really, I had no idea that he was having dental work done and straightening his teeth and stuff, but I was like, God, I, I sure am glad that I, I said that, what I thought, you know? Were you flirting? Yeah, you know, that's a good, sorry, that's a good thing. You never knew what, um, like, you never know what people need to hear, so you need to say it, so that's beautiful. Exactly. Sorry, trigger. <laughs> what were you going to say, Shannon? My question was, were you flirting? No, so no, when no, is, no. when does it become okay, or at some point, I know in some point, Probably in my early sobriety, actually probably in the first two to three years, it would not be okay for me to compliment any man on anything. I, you know, I think it's the intention behind it. So Mm. first of all, he's gay. And second of all, he's a lot younger than me. And we have a very, you know, just kind of, I don't know, maybe a casual relationship. And, you know, the first days that he was working there, I was like, you know, just, it's not uncommon for me to make, like, about the way somebody's dressed and, you know, to compliment it. But, um, yeah, I'm really careful with that kind of stuff, like, you know, and I think it's the energy behind it. I actually had a really encouraging encounter like that in my job recently a man, I'd say maybe he was 10 to 15 years younger than me. Attractive man. We don't have a lot of men come in to the um, clinic. But when he did, he was very striking. His appearance, he had dark skin and light eyes. Or tan skin and sort of eyes that were blue or green. It was hard to make out. Really stunning. And... It was not in a leaky sexual energy vibe. It wasn't flirting. It wasn't anything but just to say, and it just came right out of my mouth. (laughs) Wow, your eyes are amazing. And then immediately that voice was like, oh no, that's not okay. Reel it in, Shanda. And I mean, and I did reel it in, but he was like, wow, thank you. And it was very sincere and there was, I had no no motives behind it but just to let him know that I really was in fact I I became like tongue-tied but it was not I I know that feeling and it was not that feeling it was just very sincere and I thought wow look at me (laughs) it was cool yeah it was cool and I'm turning hot and blushing as I say that did you have a comment (laughs) Jessica 
No, it was. It's interesting that you said, you know, age that kind of uh, and and their uh, sexual orientation sort of played a part in in that kind of not it being comfortable. Because um, I'll give um, uh, one of my coworkers as well, and he's older than me, and I was uh, my father's age, and I'll sometimes like tell him that he looks nice and things like that, and it's not at all, um, you know, sexual. Just like. You know, obviously he looks like, like, oh, you look really nice today. And it doesn't even occur to me that that maybe, I mean, I think it's just a nice thing to do at times. And I think that maybe if it's somebody different or, or I, I um, part of my job is I interview people and I'll have a male come in. And if they have something unique, either in like their appearance or what they're wearing, like there was this guy that came and he was probably a little younger than me. And he was wearing like these really cool, like red loafers. And I was like, those loafers are real. Like, I, you look really like I tell people like you look really nice. You look very. But I have to tell people a lot about their appearance um, to prepare them of what they should do for the an interview that they're going to go on. And I'll tell them like those shoes are really nice. And then you know he's like, oh, I wouldn't wear them for an interview. And I'm like, well, they look good for that today. But yeah, you probably shouldn't wear them for you know professional interview. Um, so I often have to comment on people's um, their attire and dress and things like that. So. I, don't know. I, I do think I, it's all about like what the energy is behind it you mm-hmm. know? and mm-hmm. so I do think that has a lot to do with it so yeah. Jessica what would the takeaway be what would you you know based on that experience what would you share with others you know about following your intuition or reaching out yeah. or saying what it is that's on your mind yeah, um, I guess a couple of things like, um, well, first of all, you never know when, you know, whether God or whoever is going to kind of speak through you and that, you know, that that kind of felt like that was some, something was motivating me, whether it's in, intuition, you know, God conscious, you know, all that, that like you, um, you just never know um, and how important that is because we hear that in recovery that like God talks to people and you know, and you never know when you might be that vessel. So say those things and, and, you know, follow that, that, um, I don't know. I just think if you feel motivated, even don't censor yourself and let your mind guide you, like go with that feel, that feeling. Um, and it's different. Like, of course there's that (laughs) feeling. Don't do that. Uh, this is a feeling that's developed through like, you know, maybe list like meditation, talking time, you know, gut, um, you know, just get, being in touch with your, with your, with, uh, where you are and allowing yourself to be, um, like, uh, in touch with your emotions. So I was very much in a space of being, um, connected to what I was feeling and like this motive, motivation to express that, um, and listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's and important. I think that the work that you had done, that you, you know, you were working on about creating friendships and, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that you are a good friend. If you want to have friends, it was a good part of that, you know, knowing where yeah. you're at. What about, yeah, a lot you? Of this, go ahead. This, you know, with a friend, you know, it's not, you know, I'd never, I did not approach that to, to be reestablish a friendship with this person, of course, but, you know, I think, um, realizing that people are in your life when it comes to friendships for that period of time. And that, that it really, truly, I do believe what I, what I said that like that, 
that helps me grow to the person. So all these people throughout my life helped me who, to be who I am today. And like, I'm so appreciative for that. Instead of being in a place of like anger and frustration of the people that I've lost and, and not that person in particular, but just in general of like the people that I'm no longer friends with, instead of being in that moment of like, I don't have anyone and I feel so lonely and it, which is just my head, but none of that's very, really true. Um, just appreciate those moments that I had with people and that they helped me become who I am today. So love that. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm thinking that this is an action or a gift that comes from us uh, in recovery when we get to that place of wholeness, when we're not trying to see what we can get from people, but we are even in times, you know, when we may feel a little more lonely, but we are confident in who we are and that we know that we have things to contribute and um, we're not coming from a place of neediness, right? A place yes. of desperation. And then these things, these, these, we can give our precious gifts, even though we don't do it with that intention, but that turns right. out to be what it is. And so that is, that's definitely spiritual in my book. And it's always a surprise. And I love the part, you know, like in, I think, you know, I'm doing this course right now with another group of women where we're t getting out of our comfort zones. And what we talked about on Wednesday was you, in order to remove an obstacle, you gain, you got to get the knowledge. You first, you'd get a different perspective. You determine what it is that you need. You get the knowledge on that, and then you put it into action by practice, 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 which is, you know, that's that first step is her sending that message and then getting that, you know, the, the, the response, the affirming response, like, yes, Jessica, this is your path. You know, you have the power to touch people deeply. And mm -hmm. when you have that thought, push through mm -hmm. yes thank you. thank you so much i'm so thank you oh thank you thank you everybody and remember we have a meeting on friday nights it starts at 6 p.m central time if you need the um the zoom link you can you know you can be anywhere in the country and join us just email sober sisters talk at gmail.com and um we'll be back again next week recording another podcast thank you again jessica thanks for having me you can be anywhere in the world and join us anywhere anywhere <laughs> thank you bye thank you listeners Until next time thank you for listening to the sober sisters talk podcast to find our podcast we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com we're also on apple itunes and on facebook See you next week.